I'm here with Eve Sellis. She just returned from Nashville and was gracious enough to come on tonight and talk with me. Um, she is a beloved singer-songwriter, um, humanitarian from San Diego. Um, your last album was your ninth studio album that you, re you released, See Me With yeah. Your Heart. And that was uh, produced by Grammy Award-winning Kenny Greenberg. Yeah. And since since the 90s you have been a staple like icon in the san diego music oh. scene um and if i counted correctly you have won six san diego music awards and been nominated 15 times is that right probably i lost a lot <laughs> more than i won but i actually think it's seven or eight because i was with like the heroes back when I saw I was in a band, yeah. but we won. So it still counts. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. And you just last year, 2019 San Diego Music Hall of Fame inductee. And you yeah. have played countless cool, cool, iconic stages. Um, you've uh, played at Abbey Road Studios. I mean, that's amazing. That was an um, incredible gig. <laughs> Yeah. And all this time, you have been a working mother and wife balancing an epic music career and raising a family and four kids. Yeah. So you do all the things and you do them very well. How do you do these things? Oh, <laughs> one day at a time. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, it's I'm so lucky to have the life I have and I, I mean we all are right we're all lucky to be mm -hmm. here and to be doing what we want to do and I think being able to be an artist and a musician and to get to sing and perform for a living is just an incredible gift yeah. and um, it fills me up and um, I, I like overflow and then it's like washed out to the audience and I know you know what I mean because there's something that happens once that music starts and you just start feeling I think it's love yeah. <laughs> and you just, and you just, you know, em, embrace it and then turn it around to the audience. And that for me is just, I kind of still think, I can't believe I get to do this for a living, which is right. I'm sure you know what I mean, but you know, right now it's just yeah. a lot different and it it's strange to me to think that um, the thing that heals us the most in our lives. I mean, one of the things that heals us the most is music. I mean, yeah. you, can, you, can, you can kind of map your life out <laughs> through the decades of which songs right. and how old you were and, and how important they were and, they, and, and your playlist that you have on your phone or your, your car, wherever you listen to music. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's, it just, it, it kind of frames your whole life. And then the fact that singing right now, which is also incredibly healing. I don't know for you, but if I've ever been sick or not feeling well before a gig and mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I have to sing. And then you get up there like after two songs, I'm like healed. Like I, I feel so much better. Yeah. I just, the music, you know, the music heals and then singing heals. And then to know that you can't do it now out in public because there's, you know, it could kill somebody <laughs> or not. Maybe that's, that's maybe a little extreme, but obviously it's not safe. We have to keep our distance and we don't want the droplets and we don't want all that stuff. So that's been hard for me to, mm -hmm. to kind of balance. And so I try not to focus on it and just know that it's, we will be back together again and we're going to appreciate it so much more. Don't oh you God. think? 
we're going to appreciate it so much more. I totally, I feel you on that so hard because it is like, there's, there's just this chemistry in singing, you know, and it is, it's something that, um, I have noticed, you know, if I now, you know, when, with not gigging and everything, I'll, I'll have these spells of time go by where I'll be like, gosh, when was the last time I, you know, really sang and, you know, sang out because it does, it just, it kind of just changes the way your blood flows. And, you know, it's just such a, you know, radical, abrupt change to something that, you know, we're just so, we live for it. We really, really live for it. So tell me what you were doing right before quarantine. And then how has quarantine kind of unfolded for you? Well, um, I uh, got to do a gig with my daughter, which was really cool. So my daughter's name is Sarah de la Isla, but she goes by Cole, C-O-L-E, de la Isla here on Facebook. And her stage name is Isla, I-S-L-A, which I think is just so beautiful. And um, so it was kind of a mother-daughter gig where she was going to play some of her songs. And then she learned, because I have been very... Uh, spoiled in that Mark Twang and Tobiah has played guitar with me for almost 30 years. Incredible guitar player. And Cactus Jim Soldi joined the band, you know, at least 15 years in, maybe even more. (laughs) We might be pushing 20 with with Jimmy. And so they're just these great guitar players. So I just was never inspired to learn guitar. So my daughter learned, you know, like 22 of my songs. And then she was going to play some more songs. And we we did this gig up in Idlewild at a winery up there um, called Middle Ridge Winery. And it's just a great place, by the way, it, when all this happened, uh, opened. Well, when they were able to open up, they started doing things uh, in the parking lot okay. of the winery. And then, of course, everything's closed back down again. So we'll, we'll see how that hopefully we'll get back to that situation. But anyway, we were doing a gig. I get sick right before. And the day of the gig like this I had nothing I couldn't sing so thank god my daughter was there and so I I I I tried my way through the first set and just it sounded terrible and it was horrible and and so she kind of had to take over so it was kind of a neat weird unfortunate uh event where I got to sit in the audience in the second set I mean I was up there too but I was she had to kind of carry the show and and take over for me so you know that was that was March 7th Oh. And then, and then, you know, the next week I, I was still sick and, and getting through that. And then um, we had students ca- um, set up, but things were starting to change, vocal students, and nobody wanted to come in. And then that Thursday they shut everything, excuse me, they shut everything down. So yeah. here oh. we are, right? Gosh. And so what have you, uh, what have you been up to? What, what did you jump into once all of this started? Well, you know, uh, we talked about this earlier about yeah. doing voice lessons on zoom. So it's not ideal when it comes mm-hmm. to one on, there's nothing that beats one-on-one just, yeah. there just isn't right. Mm-hmm. But it has been in a unique experience. Um, we didn't get all of our students. We lost about half our students. Some it, that, you know, this, again, it's just not, it's not the same, right. Um, but the students that stayed with it, um, they're having to learn more about technology. They're having to learn. They have to play the music on their side because it cancels out in Zoom. And so it was, um, it, it, it allowed them to step up in their ear and, and in their technique and, and, 
and in their singing. And so that I think has been a really cool thing to witness and to just be able to, you know, because we're look, looking at each other right now and I'm in my house and you're in your house or your studio. And, and so when you're, when you're singing a lot of times with a student, they're singing on a mic and they're singing, maybe looking in a mirror and you're si sideways. But when you get to see them, you can sh show, you know, the mouth shape is important to open, <laughs> all the stuff that you can do. And so I think it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, obviously we wish it could be everybody, right. but it's, it's, it's helped, uh, helped us, you know, cause we just, that's when a musician doesn't gig, that's it. You don't have anything, right. You, yeah. Yeah. there's no income. So thankful for, um, unemployment that came through for the first time in, in my entire lifetime, I've been self-employed for almost 30 years. Like I've never been able to qualify. So yeah. wish that it hadn't happened under these circumstances, but it's been, it's been nice to have that. And it's been nice to be able to you know, slowly build back to yeah. work, a semblance of work, not the yeah. same. Yeah, I know it, it is in a, in a weird way. Um, you know, I'm, with the, the singers that I'm talking to, we all kind of seem to be saying the same thing, which is, you know, we certainly not happy that any of this has, has happened, but that it has opened the door and made a space for us to yeah. take on things that, you know, we've wanted to, but just haven't had um, the availability to do. And, and I'm sure, you know, I, I mean, I've done the same with, with my coaching practice where it's, you know, it's something that I've done for a long time, but now I have the opportunity to, you know, give it a lot more attention and there, you know, it is, it's such a unique thing and the technology has come a long way, you know, and there's been mm -hmm. a lot of solutions put in place and it does, um, it has its advantages. So I just think we're, we're so lucky that that's even an opportunity, yeah. you know, for us to. Yeah. Pursue. The person who comes up with the ability to be able to, where we can sing and play music on either side and it doesn't cancel out, no yeah. lag, is going to be a gazillionaire. So I'm just putting yeah. that out there for all you techie people watching. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I attended a conference a couple of weeks ago and okay. they unrolled, th yeah. they didn't unroll it. This stuff has been in, in play for a while. It's just that it's obviously in more yes. demand now, right. but they talked about this technology. Um, one that's coming out of the, um, music lab of, from Stanford. And then, um, gosh, I can't remember the other developers, but, um, sound Jack was one of them and Jack trip. And if you follow a signal chain, like going ethernet direct, you know, connection, things like that. Uh -huh. and, um, they've gotten the latency down where I've heard with my own ears, a jazz quartet performed together in sync. And they were and all separate. They're all separate. And this is, this is technology that's totally accessible. And that's I've said great. so many times, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a Facebook live or something and just kind of tell everybody about it, but I, I will do that. And I'll make sure that I give you, I'll tell you everything that I know about it because yeah. it's definitely, you know, there's yeah. these things that are coming up. And so there's a lot on the horizon that I think we're going to be able to take advantage of. That would be amazing because I have tried um, songwriting through Zoom before yeah. and I, I didn't love it. It was too hard. It, even when the person is playing guitar and singing on their side, yeah. there's still like a cancellation that happens sometimes because the microphone doesn't know who to pick up or whatever. And so you, it's, it's, it's hard to be connected in that in that way but it's interesting how because like you said circumstances we're all now being forced to embrace this um 
technology that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's uh, helping us fill a little void that we're all missing right now, you know, with yeah. being able to <laughs> touch people and, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and the energy of uh, being in the same room with somebody just, we are, you know, we are full of light and love and energy. We just are, we, we, we're beacons. All of us are. And I think we're, we're hard. It's hard for a lot of us to see it, but it's there. It's, it's there in every single one of us. And so when you get in a room with someone and you've missed it, there's just kind of like a vibration that happens like a buzzing, like a zzz. <laughs> I mean, I felt it when um, I was, I was sharing with you, um, Mark Intervaya Mark Twang and Taraya, and then Maddie Mills, who I also teach voice lessons with, and Ray McEwen. We were at an event for Doors, um, Doors of Care, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, raising awareness for mental health issues and suicide prevention. So great to be involved, and it was online only. And we went in with our masks, and then went up on stage, took them off, and sang, and then put our mask back on and left. It was it was one of those kind of things, but just being in the backstage area in the green room with we all still had our masks on and everything but it was just like oh my god human beings yes (laughs) people i love that i haven't seen and like you know maddie and i have been seeing each other this way i've been seeing her every week we talk on the phone but just to be in that energy space was just pretty amazing yeah oh that's incredible i'm glad you got to do that i had i've had one opportunity to see um the band in person. And it was, it was a lot like that experience where I was telling you that I kind of felt like almost kind of on the verge of tears a lot of the time, just because yeah. it does, there's just that energy that comes up. And when you haven't felt that way in a while, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a really emotional experience. But yeah. We yeah. were talking about that before about, um, you know, uh, you know, people who are artists, you know, it's, I think it's a spiritual job. I think people who are artists are healers, whether you're a painter or a dancer or a singer or guitar, but whatever you do, there's healing that comes through your art and through your vision and perspective and, and what it is that we can do. What can we offer the world? What can, what do they need right now? Do they need us getting on here and talking about things? I think they do. Do they need singers getting on and just breaking out a song and singing something i think they do but i think for a lot of us we kind of get in our heads and we're like oh nobody wants to hear from me and i haven't done it in a while and it's it's like maybe just let your heart lead you uh, let that energy get into your heart like what do you need ask yourself would you like to hear bono get on a uh, facebook live and sing a song just wouldn't you just go bang yeah i mean i would maybe you wouldn't <laughs> But maybe your favorite singer just decides to get on and sing one song and say, hi, I love you. I miss you. And, and uh, I know that some are like, I know Melissa Etheridge was doing that for a while and and she had a tragedy and I'm not sure if she's still doing it, but you know, we, what do we need? What do people need right now, Danielle? Do you have the answer? I love that you're asking that question. That's, that is a great question because I think we're all wondering what should I be doing right now? You know, if I'm not going to be gigging live, you know, um, at an event somewhere or, you know, in a large group, what can I be doing? What do people, you know, want from us? I mean, there's, you know, we, we hear, um, in the events industry, you know, people are doing a lot of virtual events and they want to incorporate, um, live music in it somehow. And I just wonder, gosh, that just, do people want that? And I don't know, but I love that you said, think about, um, think about how you're feeling and what do you want and you want to see. I, um, I caught, uh, Alan Stone doing um, a live 
set the other day and I was just like sitting in my office doing work and I saw it. And just like you said, I was like, wow, you know, how, how cool to just like happen upon, you know, this really great artist. And then right. you know, my husband and I kind of stopped everything we were doing, sat down for like a half hour and, you know, watched the show and it was great, you know, yeah. it was a nice break. So. And even as a challenge to us as artists, like, I mean, I've done it before because I can't play guitar. I'm getting better at guitar. I'm not practicing as much as I probably could be. You know, haven't you, hasn't everybody discovered that all those things that you didn't do that you say you didn't have any time to do, maybe you just didn't want to do them. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, we had so much time in the beginning and yeah, I didn't do all those things. So I've been practicing guitar, but not as much as I could. Okay. Um, but like just a couple of times in the past, I've just gone on and song a cappella. Yeah. Just like, I'm feeling the song and I want to sing it. And I miss singing to you. And here I'm going to sing it. And then you just do. And then, you know, I'm a, I'm a goofball. I'll just, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. okay, everybody, bye. And then just move on. But, but just that alone help, has helped me. And yet we get inside our heads, I think. And we just, we just think like nobody needs this. But I, I think we all do. Yeah. All right, Danielle, we're going to start doing this more. <laughs> God, I, you know, I, I applaud you for doing that because knowing, you know, what a devoted fan base you have, I'm sure people loved that. And it probably oh. meant a ton to them. And, um, you know, yeah. I say, keep doing it. I also applaud you because of how much courage it takes to go on and do something like that, because it's one yeah. thing to be singing in front of a live audience and having your band there with you and just, you know, yeah. all the things, but to be sitting alone mm -hmm. in a room and you push live and then there you are. Um, I've been too scared to do it. I want to, I mean, I'd really like to, you know, all right. face I'm, that, but I'm going to challenge you to okay. do it at least once in the next couple of weeks. And it has to be, you have to be fed, led to do it. You have to yeah. feel it. You can't guilt yourself into something like that. Cause it'll come across like, you know, yeah. but you know, um, just getting on there and singing a song acapella, your voice is gorgeous. I mean, even, even if you just sang Ave Maria, you know, I mean, there's just, I think as musicians and as artists, singers, we think everybody can do what we can do. You know, mm -hmm. we just do because a lot of people we know can, <laughs> right. But not everybody can do it. Mm -hmm. And, and they would possibly give their right arm to be able to, you know, they, they wish they could do it. And for, so it, you never know who you might inspire by doing it because wow. like Danielle said she was scared and then she did it and now they do it. And then we're all putting more love and light in the world and just, you know, there's so much going on right now. It's, it's, it's kind of like whiplash. Don't you think it's just so much going on in our, in our country with this virus, with God, you know, the government, with politics, with all of it and and yet i i think that well the only thing that i can control the only is what i decide to focus on yeah. and if i focus on the hate and i focus on the vitriol and i focus on the unfairness i i don't really like who i am yeah but when i when i try to focus and i'm not I, I you know i'm certainly do that sometimes but i really try to choose love and to mm -hmm. focus on love because it really it, 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 it shades my day. It, it helps me see things in a different light. Yeah. 
Well, so. gosh darn you for saying that because it makes <laughs> you're welcome. Me think that... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think that, yeah, uh, you know, everything is so overwhelming. Sorry. Yeah. And we ask that question, you know, what is it that we can do? And, and then we have to face that reality of, um, that we need to be the change that we want to see in the world. Yes. And if we have um, something to share, like our talents or something, then, yeah. you know, we kind of have an obligation to do that. Yeah. Right. I agree. Like a responsibility, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and there's a desire there too. And when you make it about the audience, when you make it about the, you know, not you, but you just make it about like them and, and whoever them is, <laughs> if it's three people, if it's a 300 people that are watching, you just, it, I don't know why that's happening out there, okay. <laughs> but somebody needs to get their muffler fixed. Somebody's in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I do not live on a busy street either. So what are you guys doing out there? Um, don't you know who I am? <laughs> get off my lawn. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, oh, shoot. I lost my train of thought. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, you just focus, I focus on love it changes. Yeah. It changes everything, it changes your energy. And then you're just giving to them. Now all the pressure's off of you. I think that's what I was saying is that, you know, when I, when I get on and I'm like, oh, what's, you know, why am I going to think of it? But instead I just kind of drop into my heart space. I'm like, okay, just give, just mm -hmm. talk and share and then sing. Yeah. And I haven't, I'm, you know, to be honest, I haven't done it in probably a month. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to do tomorrow <laughs> uh <-huh>. or yeah. <laughs> Saturday or Sunday. I'm not going to promise. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good challenge. That's a good challenge. Yeah. And with you telling me to do it, I'll probably take it more seriously now. And if, well, it, if it goes and horribly wrong, I'm just, I'll, Eve Sellis told me to do this. <laughs> blame it on me. I'll take the blame. But, but really look what you're doing this. I mean, it's your, this, you, this was your baby. This is your idea. You're putting this together and you're, inter you know, you're interviewing lots of people and asking questions and sharing your thoughts. And that's, that's terrifying to a lot of people because yeah. like you said, it's easier to just stand on stage, just, just sing the song. But now we have to share thoughts and feelings. Yeah. I think it's hard for all of us. Yeah. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to figure that one out, but yeah. I definitely will. And I'll, I'll be looking yeah. for your live stream. So with all of this going on, you are, um, uh, you're a prolific songwriter and I've had the privilege of attending one of your songwriting workshops, which was yes. awesome. I loved yes. it so much. I, I got, I took away so, so much from that workshop. Absolutely loved it. So what has this time been like for your songwriting? Well, <laughs> what is it not been? okay so it, yeah exactly so um you came to a songwriting seminar i did with kim mclean and yeah. she is somebody that um she's just an incredible songwriter incredible and she um actually wrote the curriculum and teaches it at trevecca in nashville she's got over 400 cuts uh, in country and blues and uh, Christian, all sorts of genres. She can write anything. And we've co-written a lot of songs. And she and I have written uh, together alone. And then we've written uh, with Mark and I wrote with her for many, many years. So it's, it's awesome to, you know, my first advice is to always 
write with somebody who's better than you at songwriting <laughs> because it it gives you that that challenge to step up yeah. and also you learn a lot so just like what happened with you and so you know i've i've been doing a lot of um personal um spiritual care for myself and I have counseling once a week I don't know what I would do without my counselor Trina Harmon she's she's really helped guide me and and get through a lot and one of the things she always says is we're either being protected or we're being prepared and I love that because because I feel it almost I feel like we're all that's happening for all of us at the same time right now yeah. and so some of this stuff is being downloaded into us like we're we're just at in this place where we're more quiet and more sedentary than we've ever been like in my entire life I've never done as little as I've done in right. the last three months right. I think everybody could say the same thing right and yet and yet um you know maybe we need to have that level in order to understand what's next because I think what's next for all of us is this big black hole of what's next. <laughs> right. uh, we don't know. And is there going to be a vaccine or not? And is life going to go back to normal or not? Is we going to be able to pay our bills or not? Just too many variables. And so I think I've, I think I've just been in this place of not feeling like writing. And to be honest with you, I had like this whole project in my heart and soul ready to go in 2020. Yeah. Um, my last get, my last tour in, in, in England, was called the life happens tour and it was we hadn't been there in three years and part of that was you know my husband has brain cancer and he's doing great right now everything's fine Yay. but it you know i stopped gigging and you 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 do what you do right in order to take care of your family and then a brother of mine got sick and another brother died tragically and it just brought me to my knees and it was a lot of um healing that i needed to do and so when i finally got back to england um, I didn't talk a lot about what happened to me, but just wanted to share the songs that were helping to heal me and the things that helped heal me. And so I got this, and then I told everybody I wanted to hug them. <laughs> I can't believe this. Like I said, okay, I haven't seen you in so long. I am going to stand there. And if there's a line, I am going to hug every last one of you. Mm. And I'm a great hugger. And I'll tell you what, it was like a wedding. <laughs> People waiting to be hugged. And I hugged everybody. And, and then I thought, and then the last, second to last gig, we sang with a choir. And they learned a couple of our songs, original songs, but we also sang Hallelujah with them. And we did it out in this foyer and then we did it on this big stage and it was magic. And I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write all these, the rest of these songs, these healing songs. I'm going to put it on a record. I'm going to tour performing arts centers and big theaters. I'm going to hug everybody and I'm going to sing with a choir. <laughs> and God says, ha, 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 yeah. that's not going to happen for you. Yeah. <laughs> dang it so i'm just like whatever i'm just sitting here thinking what am i meant to do what am i supposed to do and so i'm listening a lot more mm -hmm. i'm listening to music i'm listening i'm writing in my journal and i don't write as often as i could but i'm trying to get there i take prayer baths and <laughs> just sit in the water and pray mm -hmm. and i ask god to send me visions of clarity and, and give me signs <laughs> like yeah. show me the way because I don't have no idea how to walk into this abyss yeah. and actually at the beginning of the year uh for for um New Year's Eve was the last time I had alcohol I drank yeah. uh champagne and um I just had I had already decided that I was going to try not to drink for a whole year and see how that went and I thought and I I don't necessarily have um issues with alcohol I'm I'm pretty lucky that way 
Uh, I can take it or leave it. But I just thought, you know, I want more clarity in my life. I want, mm. I want to be able to see these visions. I want to be able to write these songs. I want to be able to be an artist and all this stuff. And um, then I realized, well, maybe I can't do that, but I'll just renew it every month. <laughs> so I, once a month, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to drink this month. And then yeah. I just go on. And, you, and, and I just got into a habit of doing it all the time or not all the time. <laughs> doing it all the time Uh um doing it every night and just i just wanted to get out of that and just have more clarity so so it's kind of like everything well everything i thought was going to happen none of it's happened and then things that i am making like positive moves towards helping myself find this path has has uh kind of showed up Mm -hmm. and appeared and uh, you know if i could say one thing to my 20 year old self (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say stop trying so hard Mm. to get people to like you your people will find you they will there there's billions of people on this planet trust me you can get a a thousand people to to love your music without having to do anything but be who you are and trust your guts your instincts that is intuition that's your inner voice that's telling you what to do and we well for me I um, you know, when I was younger, it was, I'd listen to anybody who had an idea, you know? right. what should yeah. I do? I should do that. Okay. I'm going to do that. I you can know? do that. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you want me to wear a clown suit? I'll do it. You know? <laughs> and, and now it's like, no, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to do. And, and then even when you have all the figured out, you know exactly what you want to do. A world pandemic comes along and says, not so fast. Yeah. So just listening and I don't feel so bad about, um, I've written one song and I have another song that I have been working on for months that I'm still laboring over. That is yeah. going to be awesome when I finish it, but I haven't finished it yet. Um, because I, ju- I follow Roseanne Cash on um, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she just literally two days ago said, is it bad that I've only written two songs this whole time? <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. That's what I'm talking about, signs. You know? yeah. Thank you, God. If Roseanne Cash gets a pass, I get a pass. <laughs> and we, that's maybe, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but maybe we need to give ourselves a pass right now and yeah. to just let ourselves be downloaded and prepared for what's coming. Because guess what, Danielle? You got to get roller skates for 2021 because people are going to be craving live music. And we're going to be roller skating from gig to stage to stage. Don't you think? Don't you hope? I, think, I hope so. I, I think so too. You know, and I, I just, you know, music is something that, you know, people, people pay big money for it or they, you know, they, yeah. it's, it is, it's, it's like it, we have soundtracks to our lives. It's, it's such a major, major part of our life. And to have that just kind of, you know, on pause is, um, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'll keep going back to that question you asked again and again, which is, you know, what, what do, what do people want? What do they need yeah. right now from us? It's a, it's a good question. We're, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we are. And I'm sure you're familiar with Patreon. Are you familiar yeah. with that? Mm-hmm. That's a, a wonderful, I actually have a Patreon and maybe you do too. I don't, I don't know, but, but you might want to consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I decided to do with my patrons is once a week I do a zoom meeting. Oh, and I just, yeah. And it's like, I want to know how you are. Everybody gets to say something. Everybody gets to talk and just, how was your week? You know, what's going on with your, you know, was it a good week or the bad week? What's helping you get through? Sometimes people will 
tell, oh, I read this book or I watched this movie or this quote came up and it's really helped me. And then each person gets to do that. And then at the end, I just sing a song mm. and it's just, and I, I just did it, you know, at the beginning, I was just like, what can I do? What can I do? I'll, I'll try this. And you know, you have to be a pay, you have to be part of the Patreon. You have to be a member. It's a membership yeah. campaign. It's like KPBS for musicians or painters or whoever. Right. Patreon is, is all of it, right? So it's a membership thing. But anybody can, can, can do it for, you know, I don't know, it starts $5 or something like that. And, and, and none of that matters. What matters is I, I, I had no idea what to expect. And now I can't wait for Fridays to get here so that we get together. And half of my people online are, that are on the Zoom are in England. So it's nighttime there. And one guy has been stuck in Germany this whole time. He, he lives in China. He's a British uh, patriot that, that he's married and has children in China. Went to Germany in January for a conference. Oh my gosh. And he got stuck and he has not, he just left on a flight on Wednesday. So he was telling us like, he's got issues with, you know, depression and this yeah. being alone and your whole family, you can't see your family. I mean, you can see it this way, but you know, it's not the same. So we can't wait, but he's going to tell us on Friday that he's in quarantine there and, and that he's going to get to see his family. It still has two weeks of quarantine, but mm -hmm. at least he's on the right continent, you know? Oh, and so it's just been so neat. And I, I didn't even think I could do that, you know? Yeah. And that's not silly. Yeah, Especially but I'm sure I, I, bet they, I bet people love it just to just to hang out, you know, just yeah. to be, you know, um, talking to you and just having yeah. that, um, you know, friendly time with you. Yeah. I'm sure it means so, so much. It's a closer connection. But then now, like, I feel like I know them better. You know, like mm -hmm. we have people that are friends that are fans. And then we have people that are fans that we we know, but we don't know. And yeah. everybody in this group now, I feel like I know them better and I care about them. I think about them during the week and I, I pray for them. And I, I, you know, we, we, uh, Facebook message and we direct message on tweet. And it's like, we're part of a part of this family. And so mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the thing with musicians that, that, that we're all kind of struggling to, to, to find our family trees now because, uh, maybe it's going to look different because we've all made it about live music and maybe, this is going to teach us that there needs to be more than just that, more of a connection, more of a, I don't know, more something, something more. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, your fans are so loyal. You have yeah. these people who are really connected to you and love yeah. you. I mean, this is generally, you know, the people that I talk to that know you, um, this isn't just a like, oh yeah, I like, I like their band. It, this is, I love them. And I go to all their shows type <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you've developed that not just in San Diego, I mean, uh, across the nation and, you know, across the world. I mean, you've been, yeah. you've toured, um, yeah. globally and, um, what do you think it is about you as an artist that you're able to connect to people like that? What is it that you, um, what is it, Eve? <laughs> what is it? What's your secret? Dang it. Tell me now. I don't have a secret, <laughs> but I will say this. Um, when I was younger and I'm in my twenties, no, I always wanted, I, when I figured out, I always wanted to be a singer. It was, uh, you're so vain by Carly Simon. Mm -hmm. And I remember singing it with a 
tooth, you know, a hairbrush or whatever in front of the sliding glass window in our living room thinking I could do, I want to do this when I grow up. I want to sing on the, a song on the radio, like not even knowing really what that means. And, and then finding out that it was something I could do. And then when you're young, you, you figure out, oh, I'm going to do this because I can do it. Right. <laughs> and, and then as I, you know, you, you get into your teens and your twenties and you just want to be known, you just want to be seen. Right. But it's a very shallow surface. Like you think you want to be famous when I think if, if, people actually knew what that was and I'm not famous. So I'm just guessing, but it, like, it seems like it's like the worst thing that could happen to you yeah. as far as you don't have any privacy, people following you around, you know, taking, you know, just no privacy, just all of it. And, you know, there's certainly some perks. You get, you get a good table at a restaurant, but I don't know if that's a life, right? right. And as I got older, I wanted to just write write a song and then I just wanted to write a good song and then and then now that I'm you know I'm half a century old here people I'm pushing it uh to the next uh, decade um I think I just want to use mm, uh, the things I can do with music my gifts to show everyone that they are loved and accepted and mm -hmm. so the minute for me when I took all when I changed it all about me and made it all about you made it all about the audience all about anybody that's there and just said, I want to give you love no matter what. I want you to walk away feeling at some point that you were loved. Yeah. It just, it's easy. And it's a lot less stress. I mentioned it earlier. It's like, you know, obviously, Danielle, when you're on stage and you're singing the song and you're maybe the only female on stage, because let's face it, we're, we're from that time. I mean, you're younger than me, but we're from a time when not a lot of women were in rock and roll playing mm -hmm. drums or bass or guitar. It's, it's changing, so that's all good. But, right. um, you know, obviously everyone's looking at you. The focus is on you. The, the, but, but when you recognize and realize it's not about me at all, it's about giving people the opportunity to feel something. Mm. And that's what they need because most of us, uh, you know, we have a hard time feeling our feelings. And I, as, as silly as it sounds, feeling is healing. It just, it's so right. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. So the minute you can cry every tear you need to cry and listen to that one song 30 times in a row, you're like, oh. and then you're okay. You feel better and you don't have to listen to it in the same way. And you don't cry the same way and you move on. And that's what music does for us. So as, as singers, I feel like we're conduits. So yeah. before, when I was younger, I would make it all about me. And I was never happy, never satisfied, never. It was always, I was never enough. It was always like taking things personally. And now it's like, you don't like what I'm doing? That's cool. There's so much music out there. Go, you know, go find what you love to listen to. And I don't take it personally. And I, I just, I just want to put more love and light in the world. That's all I care about really right now, yeah. today. I see you doing that. I've seen you perform many times and I think that that's a huge part of it because when you sit in an audience watching you and your band, there's something about your performance where people feel very connected. They feel seen by you. They feel like they're a part of your experience. Yeah. It's like, it's like a yeah. conversation happening and that's, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're right. It's, it's really, really magical for people and, yeah. um, you're really a blessing to people in that oh. way. You really are. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of watching you perform, this is funny. Um, when I, uh, I came on a vacation here to San Diego as a teenager, um, right before we had moved here, um, 
and we went to SeaWorld one day <laughs> and we really? walked through the gates and there was this stage and this beautiful blonde woman on the <laughs> stage rocking out and me like 12, 13 years old was like, oh, oh, I, I want to do that. that. And oh, um, that was you, Eve Sellis. And <laughs> that picture is like, um, it'll never leave my memory. You know, it'll oh. never leave my memory. And that was, you know, that was a big inspiring moment for me. So thank you for sharing for that, that with gig. me because because <laughs> you are an incredible singer, an incredible vocalist. You're on stage. You're giving all you have love. I feel your love when you sing. Uh, you, you're, you're not afraid to smile and to move and to be yourself. And that that makes me feel good. No. So thank you for sharing that with me, because, you know, I think that's that's what an artist's job is. Like we have no idea how many people's lives we 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 touch or, or or inspire or anything right? right we just we're just up there doing our thing you know? right. come on everyone dance with me <laughs> and then and then you tell me a story that's you know i don't know 20 years old <laughs> and <Something-ish>. 10 years <laughs> old and <laughs> dang it <laughs> and uh you know and and that's like wow because of course that wasn't my and, you know, being up on stage, I wasn't thinking I'm going to go up here because there's going to be a young girl coming here and I'm going to right. inspire her. Yeah. But again, like that's, that's why we need art. That's why we need more, 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 more art, more music, more painting, more dancing, all of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Eva, I'm going to take a second here to go to the okay. comments. I'm trying oh. to get really better about this. <laughs> oh, good. So shout out to some of our friends that are out there. We've got Carissa Lynn Renner out there. I, I haven't gotten Yay. used to saying her new married name, Carissa Lynn Renner. <laughs> I love it. I love She's it. out there. Um, and we've got Lauren Lee. <gasps> That's my niece. I Lauren know. Lee I Martin is my niece. And she's incredible. Yeah, she is. She's the uh, apple didn't fall far from your family tree there. Oh, <laughs> she's amazing. She, she, uh, her first gig was singing um, uh, at her mom's wedding or her second oh, really? wedding, obviously her second wedding <laughs> marriage. But regardless, she sang and Mark played guitar for her. I mean, wow. oh, so good. So wow, good. Wow, that's cool. Well, they're talking about, um, they're commenting on the um, live shows and, and Lauren says that if I go live, then she'll go and do some solo stuff too. So. <gasps> okay. It's a pact. I, yeah. I think we need to do this. I think we need to get San Diego singers, songwriters, just even people who like aren't doing it for that. have never done a gig that aren't doing it for a living. Play one song. Yeah. You know, but those of you that are, this is, we need. You. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a complete concert, even just jumping on and throwing down a tune one song three songs whatever whatever you feel moved to do you know well comment tell us in the comments what do you want to see we also have um faye gaddy adams out there (laughs) faye oh i love the adams adams family yeah and um paul get he says the weekly patreon meetings are awesome oh my gosh i gotta that's that's paul who i'm talking about what? He's in China. That's Paul. Oh, Paul. I know. 
We're so glad you're watching. He says, I would not have survived the last six months as well as I did without them. Thanks for making them happen. Yeah. See, That's again, so not, not, not with that goal, not even knowing that that would be a thing, right? But just doing yeah. it a couple of times and then going, I like this. I'm doing, I'm going to keep doing this. But until you try it, you don't mm -hmm. know. And then again, now I feel like I get more out of it than they do. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. We got Chuck Phillips is out there. Hey, Chuck. And Jim Chuck. Soldi. Hey, Jim. Chuck. Cactus Jim. Yes. I was talking about you and your guitar playing. So awesome. And then we got Raul Garcia. Oh my gosh. He's putting lyrics to a song that I <laughs> recorded for him. That's cool. You got to check those out. Oh, I will. Yeah. I will. You know, um, talking about that makes me think about um, something that I heard. I think I, I think it was like an Oprah interview or something the other day. And she, she's talking about how, um, our lives are whispering to us all the time there. Mm -hmm. It's constantly telling us these things. Sometimes it's just a, a faint whisper. Sometimes it's a pretty big smack upside the head. Sometimes <laughs> the pandemic, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's just a tie yeah. on your skirt. Excuse me. Yeah. Those things are there, you know, for us to listen to. And I think yeah. as um, artists, and I'm talking to myself here, I'm preaching to myself at the moment. Oh, absolutely. That, uh, everything I say, everything you say, we're doing, even though we're saying it for other people, we're saying it for yeah. ourselves too. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I think when we, when we feel those or hear those little whispers of, um, you know, creative idea comes to mind and you think, oh, cool, you know, and, and you think, I want to do that. But then we talk ourselves out of it for some reason or another but um mm -hmm. you know i want to be better about listening to those whispers yeah. you know or listening to those yeah. things that um those are the those are the sparks to you know everything that we're creative um yeah. with and and you know maybe yeah. on those days when you're getting that nudge of maybe i should go live today <laughs> yeah and sometimes when i do it i get like a sick stomach not sick yes. but like like a uh, I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to hear from me. Ah, and then I just kind of keep ruminating on it. Like, no, I, I think I need to say hi. I think I just want to check in and see how everyone's doing. And I feel like singing this song and that it matters. I mean, how many times we've, we've taught our students and they're just, they're just using a karaoke track and they're mm -hmm. just singing along with that. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And even, even, our students can bring us to tears. You know, we've yeah. heard the song thousands of times. How many Hamilton songs have you learned? Um, right. <laughs> you know? I mean, honestly, there's so many. I know, oh, I think I know every Taylor Swift song ever. Yes. Yeah. And you want to know something? She's a really good songwriter. Yeah. That girl can write a pop song. Dang it. That worms its way into your ears and won't leave you when you're trying to sleep. Yeah, she's doing um, something right. Exactly. So I think that whisper is your intuition yeah. it is it's it's and it's in for my belief system that's god you know it might for someone else's it might be the universe mm -hmm. but um i think really connecting to that feeling more and giving it space to breathe and to be a louder than a whisper yeah. and tell you what what you already know i think we already know but there's just too many voices in our heads telling us otherwise. Yeah. And why do we listen to those other voices? Why do, you know, it's like, why do we let those negative voices have that control and power over us? We all do it. I do it. 
you know, and lately I'm just trying to say, well, thanks for showing up. You can leave now <laughs> and then follow that intuition and, and um, let, let, let that guide you with the songwriting. I, I love the story of um, Tom Petty. Oh, I can't believe he's gone. Um, he talked about, he said he never wrote any of his songs. He said, I just tuned into the cosmic radio and it just came to me, downloaded into oh, me. Yeah. And then I wrote the song. And so that is exactly what happens for all of us. Mm -hmm. Something bigger than you takes over and you can feel it. You're kind of buzzing and you're like, this is, I'm, I'm sitting right here, but this feels like more than me. And I think it's why I always cry when I sing with choirs or I hear a choir. Mm -hmm. because I think it is the closest we get to the divine on earth. Mm -hmm. And, and so when people are, all those voices are just buzzing together. I just literally, <laughs> I cry a lot, yeah. but I can't get over the cry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, it's okay. Yeah. I'm a crier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess confessional time. I, I have, um, I have some fears around songwriting, um, that, okay that kind of um, block me from writing stuff that I think I need to write. And it's this thing inside that um, I want to write about those things that hurt the most, that have been the most, you know, impactful, um, the things that have affected me the most. But there's this thing inside me that says, I'm afraid that if I write this down and I share it with someone, they're they're not going to accept it or they're going to react poorly to it. And I'm going to be crushed because this was something that was like life altering for me. And it was hard for me to talk about it in the first place. And yeah. you obviously have been able to get through that vulnerability. Yeah. Um, why do you think you're able to see beyond that and just kind of let yourself spill into your work that way? A therapy. Therapy. <laughs> lots and lots of therapy. Um, and, I'm, and that is actually a true statement. But yeah. also, you know, I still struggle with it, too. I, I, I just, to be honest, I do. But I, I discovered that something, you know, a couple of paradigms from my past that just weren't working for me anymore. A lot of it was, um, one of them was peace at all cost. So even the cost of me. And so I would put other people's needs before mine. And I think that's kind of a natural thing as a, as a mom and as a uh, artist, as a healer, we, we, we want to do that, but, but learning to, to put yourself first matters. And I was very codependent on just what you're talking about. Like, I want to, are you okay? I want to make sure you're okay. Like, I don't want to make you upset because I really want you to like me. Uh, but I, you know, you know, and so that is like, you lose your power that way and your, and your power just starts leaking uh, everywhere. And as opposed to taking it back and, and, and recognizing my, my opinion matters first. I'm pretty good at, you know, figuring out what's right and wrong for me. Uh, I've certainly made tons of mistakes and, and, and especially in the music industry, but, but in the end, I think I had to, I had to just trust myself more and give myself, uh, here's, here's where I, I landed. I said, um, I need to ch make choices that give me peace. And I never, I, I literally was walking through my life like, yeah, everything's great. I'm going to go to another gig and, oh, we're going to go do this this weekend. And, you know, instead of just like, does, do I even want to go to that 
that gig or is that gig filling my heart or am I just doing it for money or, you know, and I think that comes with just getting older. Cause like when you're younger, you can't say no to any gig. You just want the money and you need the money and you, and you want to keep doing what you're doing. But I think what I, what I recognize is once I started asking questions, what in this gives me peace? Does it give me peace to go to this party? Does it give me peace to have people over to my house? What gives me peace? That was more of the guiding beacon for me to move forward. And I have a song on my last CD called The Man He Never Was. And I wrote it about my dad. Mm. And that song was one of the first songs I wrote that it, I didn't know I was writing for a project until I had a few songs under my belt. I'm like, oh, I'm writing for a project. But it was one of the first songs and it took a long time to write because I was scared. Mm. I didn't want people to think my dad was a jerk, a, a bad person. But the truth of the matter is my parents got divorced and my dad left. And from the age of 14 to 28, he just wasn't around. So that song is a, is a song for my 14 year old self. Mm. And it's very healing for me. And I healed my relationship with my father and I'm glad I did because, you know, he's been gone now for 11 years. So, mm. um, uh, and I don't know if I would have been brave enough to play that song for him when he was alive, mm. cause you wouldn't want to hurt somebody. But yeah. my truth, and the way I see life might end up hurting somebody and you have to let it go because I can't control how you're going to feel. And so I've only got to sing that song probably like a half a dozen times, maybe 10 times. Yeah. It's very interesting, but I can't tell you. I think every single time somebody came up to me crying saying mm -hmm. that was their dad or that was their mom. Yeah. And thank you for writing that song because it helps them heal. So, you know, that's what, I think that's what art is for, you, get, you know, and also not to be afraid, like, cause <laughs> you go see some, some, like when I, this is probably not a good um, marker for like judging art, but I feel like if I can do it, it's not art. <laughs> like, it's like real art. <laughs> like if I can make that, you know, it's not Renoir or <laughs> somebody, you know, Frida Kahlo, these incredible artists, right. That are out there, Diego Rivera, all that stuff. Um, so that's not fair because, but, but there's going to be people that are going to go, I don't like right. it. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> and as artists, all we hear, all, that's what we remember. The one to 10 people that thought it was terrible and not the hundreds and hundreds of people who walked away feeling better because yeah. you gave them permission to feel. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that you said that. It's so powerful because in actuality, you know, if, if we are being, honest in our songwriting we are we're letting people see our truth yeah. and um you know it's it's a really vulnerable thing to put that out and yeah. to the world for reaction yeah you know but i think uh, like you said it, it impacts people more than more than we even know and and i'm thinking you know all these all these things that have um happened in our lives. And I know you've been through so, so much. Um, ev and everybody has their yes. story, you know, and <clears throat> if, if we're, what good was it for, you know, if right. we don't, if we don't put it into the world to make a difference somehow, you know, yeah, exactly. Again, and myself. what good is this exact C we're helping each other here because literally last week or no, two weeks ago, I was talking with Trina about my, worries about songwriting like I'm you know I I need 
the encouragement too. We mm -hmm. all we all do, you know. And I think I think maybe every every songwriter out there probably has that wonder, like maybe not Kim McLean <laughs> uh, or Jim Riley or Doug Cried, a few songwriters I've written in Nashville who that was their job. Like they, they just wrote songs all day long. Yeah. You know, Calvin Hart, Jeff Berkeley. But like you pick up your guitar, you pick up your instrument, you're like, can I still do this? Like, am I ever, was that the last song I'll ever write? Like, is that going to be something I can still do? And so I think we all doubt ourselves yeah. in, in that, in that right. But, um, you know, everything, everything you're talking about here, we just, that encouragement and, and writing from your, your own truth, like you, and I'm like, just saying all this stuff that, that has been said to me that has, that I, I have integrated, like you could write an opus from just like what you did this morning to right now, <laughs> you know, if you wrote everything down, everything you did all day, it's like, we have a lot that we can write about. Yeah. We just don't think we do. And I think we stuck with, um, thinking everything has to rhyme right <laughs> and I and it has to be perfect the first draft mm -hmm. um Anne Lamott is one of my favorite writer authors and she has a book called Bird by Bird mm -hmm. and it's a great book on writing and she says her biggest fear is that she dies after writing a first draft and then everybody <laughs> will know what a shitty writer she is because <laughs> it takes to, her to get to 10 drafts before she yeah. gets to the meat and the potatoes about what it is that she wants to say so mm -hmm. you know there's not many people who can just it comes out in his poetry but but there are some out there yeah. and and they're they're named Bob Dylan and they're named Leonard Cohen and they're you know they're named Kim McLean and they're they're you just you're that's their journey and their journey is beautiful and incredible but not ev not everybody needs to sit down with their their piece of paper and pencil and think I'm going to be the next Bob Dylan Mm -hmm. Instead, just like I'm just gonna write down what I'm feeling right now. I'm angry, I'm confused. What's what's going on with this virus? You know, whatever. Just just get it out, and then start looking at it and seeing where you know maybe it's gonna take you to that one understanding of that one time you did that one thing. <gasps> That's what this song is about. And then you, mm -hmm. you know, it's like discovering it. But you can't do anything until you write it down. And I'm the worst at that. Sitting down.